At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu/gradschool. Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. For all the sex workers in Seattle, that's uh, kingdom come with pushing hard. Just thought I'd uh, do a little, uh, you know, theme music there. Yeah, there you go. You, you, you did them a solid. I did. I did. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in solidarity with their plight. Well, that's it. You know, everybody has to has to chip in. We got to work together. So. Exactly. So there you go. You're doing your civic duty, as yeah. I see it. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and yeah. prayers. <laughs> Speaking of that, you seeing all the talk in the chat room about me and my religion? Yeah, I did. I saw a little bit about that. And I didn't tell you this, but I, I got I got hit up on Reddit from a guy that does a podcast called The Rock. What is it called? The The God Rock Podcast. Okay. And he's apparently a CMS fan because he knew a lot about me in the show. All right. And he asked me to come on his podcast to talk about my religious degree and my accident and the CMS. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. You know, so, so I'll be doing that in two weeks. If, if we're all still alive, right? Of course, you know, if we're all still alive, I'll be doing the, the God rock podcast to talk religion. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I don't know what I would, I, 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 am not familiar with it. I did look it up and gave it the 30 to 40 second listen to make sure that it didn't sound like it was recorded, you know, with a phone being held up to a tape recorder and it sounded professional enough. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this. Why not? Yeah. It's not hosted so. by Michael sweet. Is it? <laughs> no, no, no. See, and isn't that weird, dude? We were talking in the chat room a little bit. Are there any religious bands that you like really love? No. Yeah. I, I don't, I liked the one band Mortification, which is a death metal band. Okay. And, and I do like Deicide a lot, which is a, you know, hating God band, I guess. Okay. I don't know if that counts, but, um, and then people mentioned trouble who I really like, but I, I'll be honest. I didn't know Dick about them being religious. Really? I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know they're a Chicago based band. Yeah. I never listened hard enough to know that they were religious, I guess. I, that's first i've ever heard of it i just thought they were a doom rock band yeah same here but yeah you know people are bringing up you know white cross and you know baron cross and you know petra and ugh, no that's just not my that's not my deal at all yeah i'm sure there's some good ones out there that i don't know of but you know the minute that they prop themselves up with uh you know we're spreading the word of god through me- <laughs> uh, we're out 
Goodbye. Yeah. I'm done with you at that point. If if you need if you need that big of a crutch to fucking get your music across, then you're not very good anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I what about Striper? Anything? Never been a fan. Yeah. Nice guys. Really yeah, nice real guys. nice guys. I've talked to Michael Sweet a few times, and you know, uh, I mean, obviously he's the first one I've ever asked the Lemmy question to. Right. Sure. But aside from that, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I've had a pretty good. There's an old interview of me and Michael Sweet from, I guess not that old, but it's like when we came when I came back when I was doing when I was in Pittsburgh. So is that five six years ago? Yeah, it's been yeah five years ago. Yeah, and that's for people that want to hear me talk in any kind of religion. That's a good one because Michael Sweet and I did get into somewhat of a religious discussion, and and that was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to do, but I. I I find it odd. I'm, I'm wondering if people are thinking that somehow I'm living like this secret life of a, you know, Christian Chris. And it's like, no fucking way. You know, I, I've told this story before, but I only got my degree because it got me out of work. You know, they let us take classes and not go to work. And the classes that were offered during the day were religious classes. Right. So I took the religion classes and then I took the regular, you know, the English and math and that kind of shit and got my associates biblical studies but i wasn't trying i it wasn't like i had some passion to be a you know member of the seminary and you know just because i suck somebody's cock that i didn't get in you know you know like joe pesci and right jfk <laughs> remember that part where he goes i had this one flaw just this one flaw <laughs> meanwhile the one flaw was taking dick in the ass <laughs> but no no i i never had any passion for that I just, I just, you know, took courses because it got me out of work. Yeah, it was like taking basket weaving. Yeah. I didn't have any interest in weaving baskets, but I took the course anyway. Being honest, I was more interested in being lazy than I was in (laughs) religion. Yeah. It just worked out to where I ended up getting a degree in it. It's been very useful in my life. Yeah. You know, you, you know how, you know how good that that is a getting jobs. Yeah. Here's my associates in biblical studies. Right. Yeah. Now hire me to do computer work. (laughs) That's like a liberal arts degree. Just garbage. Yep. But I have one. Okay. There we go. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, the, uh, the developer specifically for Las Vegas, uh, Steve Wynn. Yeah, sure. Big multi-billionaire guy. Mm-hmm. Well, are you aware that a woman who claims that he raped her in the 70s tried to sue him? No, in the 70s. In the 70s. 40 years ago. Yes. What, did it take a long time to find a lawyer to take the case? Well, let's find out. All right. A Nevada judge has ruled a woman defamed former casino mogul Steve Wynn when she reported to Las Vegas police in 2018 that Wynn raped her in Chicago in the early 70s. Okay. And that she gave birth to his daughter in a gas station restroom. (laughs) Jesus. Clark County District Court Judge Ronald Israel 
who heard the case in Las Vegas without a jury on Monday, awarded Wynn the nominal damage amount of $1 that the billionaire former head of Wynn Resorts and his attorneys sought from Helena Kuta, K-U-T-A. Mm-hmm. White woman? I'm going to guess so, yeah. All right. I find that Mr. Wynn's testimony is credible, cred, credible and Miss Kuta's testimony uh, lacks veracity. In a new, are, you sure not, are you sure it's not Puta? Yeah, Punta. Puta? Yeah, Punta. Uh, she lacks veracity in numerous areas, the judge said. He declared that Punta, who represented herself in the trial, knowingly made a false report to police. This was intentional, the judge said of the police filing, although the story seems to be totally fanciful. A redacted police report was provided to the Associated Press under the public records request in February of 2018 and served as the basis for the AP's report about two police reports filed by the woman who alleged sexual misconduct by Wynn. Wynn, 78 resigned in February of 2018 as the chairman and chief executive of Wynn Resorts. He has consistently denied sexual misconduct allegations, which were first reported in January of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Kuta, Punta, 73, lives in Laguna Vista, Texas. The AP typically does not publish names of people who say they are victims of sexual assault, but Punta agreed to be named in the AP news reports. I loved her in Roots. She was fantastic. Yeah, Punta Pinte. Yeah, exactly. The sister of Kunta Kinte. Right, Punta. Punta Punta and Punta were, were twins. That's right. Yeah. In answer to the question from Wynn's attorney, Tamara Peterson, Punta acknowledged she sought, drumroll please, a paltry $150 million. That all she wanted? From Wynn to settle the case. Can't believe he didn't just settle out of court for that <laughs> paltry amount of money. She just wanted $150 million. The kid himself is fucking nearing retirement age. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, holy fuck, the kid's got to be, the kid's, what, 40? Well, yeah, I mean, they said early 70s. Yeah. The kid's almost 50. Because I'm born in 68, and I'm 51, 52. I'll be 52. Yeah. That kid's like 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is that for? Back back um, child support? Yeah. 150 million? Yeah, 150 million. Yeah. Yeah, he owes her that. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he does. Sure he does. Wynn testified that he never met Punta. He maintained that Punta's claims were clearly false, indicating that she, and not Wynn's then-wife, Elaine Wynn, was the mother of their daughter. Huh? Kevin Wynn, and K-E-V-Y-N, Wynn, and that uh, Punta was the model for Pablo Picasso's painting, La, La Rive and the Dream. Okay, whatever. Uh, you'd have to be delusional not to understand that they were lies and fabrications of the worst order, Wynn said on the witness stand. What am I 
let's see, what I'm asking for is to have this miserable fiction finally called for what it is, a miserable fiction. Okay. I would say that I have never set eyes on Miss Punta before today, but I can't see her, added Wynn, who was diagnosed nearly 50 years ago with degenerative eye disease. (laughs) (laughs) The judge, who earlier rejected Punta's bid to obtain DNA from Wynn's daughter, noted a birth certificate showed Kevin Wynn was born in 1967 to Steve and Elaine Wynn at a hospital in Washington, D.C., that was several years be- before Punta claimed she was raped by Wynn in 1973 or 1974. So I'm glad she got her dates right. Well, she got that right. Yeah, it was somewhere in there. And then shortly after, then that guy went and mixed a docking album, right? Right, exactly. Isn't that a Wynn guy? Yeah. Wynn Davis? Yeah, Wynn Davis. Picasso painted La Rive in 1932, more than a decade before Punta was born. Steve Wynn sold the painting for 2013. Okay, I get it. So she, he's, he, is he basically, she basically claiming that uh, he had a painting made of her? Or by Picasso. Yeah. And then he sold the painting, and the painting's worth a zillion dollars. Right, exactly. Okay. Wynn has has contended the allegations in Kunta's, Punta's police report were so outrageous the AP should have known they were false, including a graphic description of giving birth. The copy of the police report provided to the AP did not show the woman's name or date of birth and blacked out information about the woman stating she was Wynn's spouse. Well... Israel ruled in 20 August of 2018, the AP report qualified as fair reporting because it relied on an official police report. He also invoked protection for the news agency under the Nevada state law known as the anti-slap or strategic lawsuit against public participation. The ruling allowed AP to recover legal fees in the case. Wynn has appealed the ruling to the Nevada Supreme Court which has scheduled oral arguments April 1st in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. She ain't getting shit. No, she, she already got ruled that she's not going to get anything, but still 50 years later, you go, Oh yeah. You know, you owe me 150 million. Yeah. I'll take that in small bills. At this point, this guy's 78 years old. He'll fucking fight her till she's broke. Yeah, of course. Well, she's probably broke now. That's why she sued. Yeah, yeah, but hey, now, I know. I'll try to say that I was win, win rape me. And I'll try to get some of that win money. Yeah. How's that working for you? Yeah. He'll take, he'll take 5 million of that and sue her and keep her in court until she drops dead. Never give him anything. You owe me because you painted a picture of me. Shut up. <laughs> well, the, Shut this, up. this bullshit of people coming out of the woodwork 30, 40, 50 years later. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There, there should be a, there should be some kind of a law that has a statute of limitations. It's like, you know, you got two years to make your claim. If you don't, if you don't get it, you know, nailed down in two years, you're not coming back 30 years later. Yeah. You could, you could take that away from murder, but everything else seems to be, everything else should kind of fit in that. If it happened to you more than two years ago, I mean, obviously there's, there's a little wiggle room for some rape stuff, but, yeah. but you know, for the most part, this kind of horse shit, he owes me for a painting. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Dumb. Yep. Guy, the guy's 
heading up toward 80 years old and now you're sewing because you want some money. Yeah, exactly. Idiot. Freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, as you're aware, uh, the Democrats are anti-American and anti-Second uh, Amendment. You're kidding. Nope. I hadn't heard that before. Well, I'm, I'm letting you know now. Oh, thank you. Speaking of which. Okay. I guess there was a quote-unquote international women's march in Cleveland recently, last week, this past week. Was there? <laughs> How did I fail to attend? <laughs> <laughs> well, our girl Caitlin Bennett, okay, was up there, of course. <laughs> and uh, boy, I tell you what, the, she gets bolder and bolder all the time. Yeah, I just hate it that eventually it's going to end with her getting hit in the head with a bat or something. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, something's going to happen. I mean, she's she's a she's a she's a pretty sweet looking girl. Mm, but you know, somebody's going to shoot her. Somebody's going to hit her or something. It's. It's going to end badly for her. Yeah. I hope that that's untrue. I really do hope that that's not the case, but you see the way that they, they swarm her like a fucking pack of wolves. Yeah, they do. You know? So yeah, eventually something awful will happen to her. So she was up there talking to a, an older lady, <laughs> right? And, uh, she was having a, you know, actually a dialogue with this lady. It wasn't confrontational or, you know, name Uh calling or anything like that. This elderly, older lady, she was actually willing to talk to her, you know? Right. And so she's just talking to this lady and says, well, why are you here today? And she goes, oh, I'm supporting women's rights. And she goes, well, does that include the second amendment? And she (laughs) goes, well, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, do you think a woman has a right to own a gun? And do you think, you know, she has a right to carry and this, that, and the other. So the old lady, she says, uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm for guns. You know, I, I, I don't have any problem with it. I like guns. I shoot guns. I, I don't think that there's any problem, but I just think there's too many of them out on the street. Okay. And she says, oh, so, so you support the second amendment. She goes, yeah, you know, I, I don't have any problem with it. I just don't want them in the wrong hands. Okay. And she's like, yeah, I agree with that. You know, and they were having a pretty good dialogue. Sure. So then she goes, uh, yeah, the so the older lady she says, "Yeah, but you know, I don't think anybody needs an AR-15." Okay. And so Caitlin asks her, "Well, why not?" She goes, "Well, nobody needs a gun like that." She goes, "Well, do you know what an AR-15 is? Do you do you even know how it works?" She goes, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I I shoot guns. I know how AR-15." So she goes, "So you've shot an AR-15?" She goes, "Yeah, I I've shot one." She goes, "Well, it's a semi-automatic." She goes, you know, 80% of gun violence happens with handguns, not rifles. Right. Mm-hmm. She goes, don't you think if, you know, you want to target anything, you'd target the handguns and not rifles? Well, you know, I just don't think people should have them. She goes, well, what's wrong with it? You know, you know, what's, what, what's the matter? with? I don't know. You know, I, I just don't think people should have one, you know, and she's just going on and on like that. Then the lady of all things, she goes, well... I own one. She goes, you own an AR-15? She goes, yeah. She goes, but I thought, she goes, but I wouldn't have any problem turning it in. And she goes, well, why don't you? And she goes, well, because I like it and it's mine. Yeah. And she goes, well, you're kind of making my point. You know, if, if you have one, why don't you turn it in? Well, because yeah. I like it. You know, it's it's mine and I like it. And she goes, well, what different, how, how does that different from somebody else having one? Well, I'm not going to use mine to hurt anybody. 
Well, how does the next guy know that? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. but again, it's that whole liberal Democrat. It's just like, well, well, the the rules don't apply to me. They they apply to you, not me. I know I'm safe. Yeah, so I'm the one who's safe. I don't want anyone else to have one because they're the ones who have a problem, not me. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny that she admitted she has one, but it's okay for her to have one because she's not going to use it to hurt anybody. Yeah. And, and, and again, with the AR-15, or as it's known now, the AR-14. Right, of course, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, um. How many shooting deaths a year happen with an AR? Well, she she quoted it. She said that there's like 850 deaths using rifles okay. a year. But that's not an AR. Well, an AR is a rifle. I know that, but what I'm saying is there's a difference between a hunting rifle and an AR. Yeah, but she was she was just grouping it in with any rifle death including ARs. Yeah, but that's not fair. Well, I agree. I mean, if you break it out specifically to ARs, it's probably like 50 or something like that. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying is, is, and that's my point, is an AR, you can put a clip in and you can load what, however many rounds into an AR. Yeah, sure. Most, most hunting rifles are what, a two shooter or Two, four? Well, it depends. If it has a clip, I mean, I, I have like a twenty-two, and it holds like 12, 12 rounds. I'm talking about the majority of hunting rifles that are out there that people go hunting with. Yeah, they, they hold, they hold that, two to six rounds maybe. And those are the ones that I'm going to assume are the majority of the, the deaths that are caused by rifles. Right. I'm going to assume most of that is people that accidentally shoot each other when they're hunting. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't, I mean, you live in Chicago. How many rifle murders do you hear about? <laughs> Hardly ever. You know, you, you, what you hear about is 22s and, you know, and handguns. That's what, that's what people are killing each other with. It's fucking handguns. Right. You know, it's, it's, the whole thing is just stupid. It's, 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 a, it's always a dumb argument. It's, it's, I, I never understand why it, if the liberals really wanted to attack guns and i'm certainly not try trying to tell them how to do it but they're doing it ass backwards they go against the gun that hardly anybody owns and even less people fucking cause problems with instead of going if they really wanted to go after it go after handguns yeah well that's because what they, well that's what caitlin was saying it's like well wouldn't you go after handguns and not not so much rifles yeah i mean you would think that that would be where you would where you would get the um the the consent of the people if you can actually show stats that say well there's a hundred thousand people shot in the country a year and 85 percent of them are with handguns all right now you got something to work with not that any of us are giving up our handguns either but you know at least you got somewhere to start when you start saying well ars are fucking scared shut up no one's using an ar what's an ar cost 2500 bucks yeah something like that 1800 or so yeah, the average guy, the average guy that is a gun person can't afford that. The average guy doesn't have an extra 1800 bucks. Yeah, and not only that, but legal gun owners are less likely to, uh, you know, commit gun violence. Of course. Well, that's a whole nother issue. But, but you know, because an AR is so big, it's also not going to be concealed to where somebody can walk up and shoot you. Yeah, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. 
Right. Yeah, he can hide it under his coat. Right. Well, that's why handguns do all the killing. Because you can hide it in your fucking pocket. And just, you know, you can either pull it out and shoot somebody or shoot through your pocket. That's how all these fucking shootings happen. I hate when the argument is so stupid. It is stupid, but it's, it's, it's an argument that's usually orchestrated by people who don't know what they're talking about. Of course, they don't have the, they don't have the weapon, so they don't know. Well, and not only that, but they just pick up a talking point, but mm-hmm. they don't even know what they're dealing with. It, because I, I like Caitlin because she always asks, do you even know how one works? Right. Oh, it's just a scary looking gun and it's got a big magazine. Somebody in the chat said they got a brand new AR for 900. Really? Might have to look into that. Yeah, me too. You're going to have to give me a... Uh, uh, could you post a link to that, sir? Yeah, let, let me know where you got it. Yeah, <laughs> you might have two interested buyers here at that price. Yeah, don't be a faggot. Tell me where you got it. Yeah, because when I see them, they're way more than that. Every time I look for them, they're way out pricing me. Right. All right, anyway, because of this coronavirus... Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe this. All right. An Illinois mayor issues a coronavirus order allowing a ban on gun sales. Really? Yeah. Champaign, Illinois mayor Deborah Fank, Democrat, of course, mm-hmm. issued an executive order on Thursday that gives her the power to halt ammunition and firearm sales in the city. Okay. <laughs> because of the virus. Because of the virus. Yeah. Well, I guess because the bullet could could be infected and it's, you know, when you shoot it at somebody, it's it's not going to maintain the six-foot parameter. Right, sure. <laughs> on Friday, the city of Champaign posted additional information on the executive order. The order makes certain powers available to the mayor should she choose to use them, banning ammunition and firearm sales is one of the powers made available in the Washington Examiner reports that the order also gives Finan the power to prohibit sales of alcohol and curtail sales of gasoline. Wow. That's a lot of power for a mayor. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but, you know, fortunately, Champagne isn't like, you know, the size of Chicago. Right. So you just got to venture outside the city limits and go, yeah, fuck you, mayor. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> The city of Champaign's communication manager, Jeff Hamilton, said the executive order allows the city to be flexible to properly respond to the emergency needs of our community. None of the operations will necessarily be implemented, but are available in order to protect the welfare and the safety of the community if needed. Right. By the way, Mark Riggs, who gave me the website for the ARs and said they were $500. There's six. There's seventeen hundred. There's seventeen hundred dollars. That's what I said. Eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, they're they're way more than five hundred. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Sorry. AWR Hawkins is an award-winning Second Amendment columnist. Blah blah blah. Who wrote this? Uh, so anyway, yeah. So so here we are using the virus as a reason to implement emergency. Uh, yeah, emergency. Action. Uh, agenda. Yeah. Agenda. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just don't give them up. That's simple. Well, it's not a matter of giving them up. It's a matter of, yet. well, you can't buy one because I said you can't. Yet. 
But who's to say that if this doesn't drag on for another week or two, they don't say due to the violence at the fucking local Walmart where they, you know, use the gun to rob the store of toilet paper. Right. We're going to collect your guns. Who's to say that's not coming? True. You know, I mean, that's, that's the, that, that could happen. That's when you fucking arm up and aim up. Aim for the head. Do not give up your guns. Yeah. So you want to hear some more left wing lunacy? Oh, I'm always up for that. <laughs> Listen to this. All right. Not that this this one is relevant. I don't think she's been relevant in about 25 years. Okay. Actress comedian Sandra Bernhard declared on Friday. She declared this. Uh oh! Look out! Twitter alert. Yeah. <laughs> on fr- on Friday, that the country would not be experiencing this chaos spurred mm-hmm. by the Chinese coronavirus if the rightful president Hillary Clinton were in office. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It. How do you know that? Yeah. How do you think that a different president would have stopped a fucking virus that spread through the air? Yeah. You know, just because she can kill her own opponents, she couldn't kill a virus. <laughs> Listen to listen, my wonderful ladies. We blew it in this country. Hangs its head in shame. You are a rightful president, and none of this chaos would be happening under your watch. Oh, shut up! Thank you for standing up. Still, Sandra Bernhard said in a response from a sarcastic tweet from Clinton directed to President Trump. You know what, though, she's probably right. And what I mean is the chaos probably wouldn't be going on because the media would have her back just like they did with Obama with, with whatever one he had and nobody would say shit about it. Yeah. You're probably right about that. So she's probably is right. Is if, if Hillary was the president, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have overreacted. Yeah. The way they well, you're, I, I agree with that. You know, so, so she's right. on sort of. The virus would still be here. We just wouldn't give a fuck. Right. I know this is all hard time for you at the real Donald Trump. So let me spell it out. The the actor, perhaps best known for her role on Roseanne said, listing a swath of proposals that need to take place from quarantines to cancellations, both which are taking place. Bernhardt also placed giving a damn on the list. Oh, well, there you go. So that's what it was. The Donald didn't care. Yeah. Oh, how, how sad. Right. So in other words, once again, it's all about feelings. Of course. No, because everything else he's doing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Trump declared a national emergency over the virus on Friday, a move following, uh, his signing of a $8.3 billion emergency funding package last week. Uh, With this declaration, the president now has access to tens of billions of dollars to handle the crisis. He promised to provide Americans with the resources needed to fight the virus and survive its punishing economic effects. No resources will be spared, he said. Nothing whatsoever. The president appeared with the vice president, Mike Pence, plus top health officials and corporate executives, demonstrating his commitment to both a private and public response to help fight the virus. 
The president detailed his response at a critical moment of the presidency. Public concerns about the virus is universal as corporate America rapidly canceled conferences, sporting events, and large gatherings of people. Trump added that uh, we will turn the corner on this virus. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, updated on the coronavirus and the uh, House Democrat economic relief package on Friday, but did not mention the president once. Yeah, well, and she tried to slide in some immigrant bullshit in the bill to fucking stop this thing. She tried to fucking, do- you know, dog ear it with some fucking immigration horse shit. It's called pork barrel, pal. Pork barrel. Whatever. Whatever. It's fucking garbage is what it is. Yeah. You know, here, here's the deal. And you know, I mean, this is where me and you are definitely different. I'm not a Trump guy. I, I'm just not. <clears throat> I'm not against him. I'm not for him. I don't care. He's just a fucking guy, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But what he did on Friday was absolutely the way you're supposed to do it. He didn't come in and say, well, we're going to have a national emergency and I'm going to do my best to fucking fix the problem. He didn't say that. He waited a little minute. He waited a second. Yeah. And he got himself together. He got a plan together. He worked with Google. He worked with um, the drug companies and Walmart and Walgreens and CVS. And, right. You know, all the companies. So that he had a comprehensive plan of course. on h- how it's going to work. And he did it within what? 14 days, 21 days. I mean, from the time we first heard about this shit till now. Well, he's been taking decisive action uh, since since the end of January. Right. But, but the big action obviously took place this week. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when he took the big action, he didn't just take it. And just not have any plan. Yeah. Well, again, that's, but he, he operates his administration like a business, right? They, they take action based on prudent decisions. Yeah. He sat down with these fucking business people and said, here's what I need. Google. I need you to do this. Walmart. I need you to do this. CVS. I need you to do this. You know, he, he got all these guys together, said here, fucking do it. Sent them out of the room. And told him, don't come back till you have a fucking plan. Right. He had a plan. They put it together. It looked okay. Whether it's going to work or not, we'll see. But it at least sounds reasonable. Right. The whole thing about, you know, having parking, having, you know, take the test in your car so that you don't have, you know, significant spreading of it and, you know, and, and drive up access and telehealth to, to see if you actually have it or not. I mean, that all sounds good. And it all sounds like it will quell the thing. And the unique thing was he announced that what yesterday was that yesterday? Yeah. Friday. Friday. It started today. There's I, I know in Cleveland, they were saying that there was two or three places where you could go get tested in the wall in a Walmart parking lot. Right. Exactly. Today. So 24, 36 hours later, it's running. So it was already in play. People, again, you know, this Trump derangement syndrome, there's truth to that shit. I know it's fun to just say that, that liberals have the TDS and blah, 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 blah. Man, there is some real truth to it when you can't look past the front of your fucking ideas that are on your frontal lobe 
and see past it to actually see an attempt that's being made. You know, I, I mean, I hated, 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 hated President Obama. But I will say that he did a couple of good things. He did do a, a few good things, you know, not many, but a couple. And, and you know what? You have to acknowledge the good with the bad. You know, none of these guys are ever going to be perfect. I, I laugh when, they, when the um, thought process is, well, he fucking sucks because he's not perfect. Which one of them has been perfect? None of Any them. Of them? No, none of them. They all fucking make mistakes. It's like, God damn it. You know, chill out. Let's look at the bigger picture. Who gives a fuck who gave the order and when they gave the order? As long as it's fucking fixing the problem, what's the fucking problem? Well, we want people who can take credit for stuff. Yeah, I guess. I get we all I want to be on the winning team. Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. Funny. It's it's a crazy time, dude. It is. Well, apparently there's a uh there's a pastor. Pastor McMaster? Yeah, Pastor McMaster. Okay. I was finding the story here real quick. Who said he could uh, heal the uh, coronavirus through people's TV screens. Oh, no. It's not <laughs> Reverend Ernest Angsley, is no, it? No, I don't know. Is he still around? I think he's still around. He's got that huge church in, like, Cuyahoga Falls well, or somewhere. Well, that, that belonged to, uh, uh, what was it, Rex Humbard. I think it's still there, but I think Ernest Angsley is still there. Well, he bought that because Rex Humbard, uh, his, his, uh, you know, his, uh, ministry was going bankrupt or something. Right. And that Rex Humbard, he and his whole clan took off and went to Florida. Oh, dude, he is still around, of course. And he is the ripe young age of 98 years old. Really? Is he that old? 98 who who is this uh ernest angley ernest angley he, 98 98 are you shitting me born august 9th 1921 holy shit that guy had no neck yeah he's doing god's work god's keeping him around apparently so yeah and he still has ernest angley's grill in Cuyahoga falls yeah that was yeah that was the uh um like i said that belonged to rex humbard yeah years and years ago dude his wife died in 1970. Yeah. He he had a statue of her outside the church. $12,000 silver-plated casket. Yeah. <laughs> Still God's work. He's worth $100 million. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising. Oh. No, they're saying in 2020, Ernest Angsley's net worth is 100000 to $1 million only. What? He loses money somewhere? I don't know. Apparently, most of it's only worth one million bucks. That seems crazy, doesn't it? Have you have you ever been in that Grace Cathedral? I have. I've been in there like half a dozen times. I've only been once. I went as a as a goof right before I left for the military when I was seventeen years old. We went to we went to a taping. We went to a taping of it, and he did the whole thing with the throwing meat. <laughs> Yeah. You will be healed. Healed. Now you you went you went when it was Humbard or you went after it was Angley? I th- I think it was Angsley. He might have been Humbard. What, what, what year was this? Eighty It was still Humbard. It was yeah, it was eighty six. Yeah, so it would have been still Rex Humbard. Right. But yeah, that that's who I saw. Now is Rex Humbard still alive? 
don't know. Look him up. Let's see. Rex Humbard. Rex Humbard is dead. When did he pass away? 2007. Okay. He was 88. Okay. Again, doing God's work. Keeps you around longer. Well, well. So speaking of that, and and people who are who are not from Akron, Ohio. Yes, Rex Humbard attempted to make a, a revolving restaurant on top of a big um, uh, tower. Okay, the, uh, the tower is still there. Or at least part of it is. Do you remember this at all? I don't, but I see it here. It's Humbard began to build a rotating tower restaurant. Yeah. At his Cathedral of Tomorrow com- complex in Cuyahoga Falls. Exactly. Which was also slated to hold a transmission tower for his planned local TV station on Channel 55, WCOT. Right. During that time, though, the SEC investigation mentioned above occurred and Humbard had to stop construction of the tower with the FCC subsequently deleting WCOT's authorization in 1976. Years later, the tower was purchased by a local businessman and is now used as a cellular phone tower. So, yeah, it's still there. But, no, I don't remember that. Yeah. 76, I was a kid. True. But they, they, what, what it was is that uh, they, they had this buffet. It was the uh, Cathedral of Tomorrow Buffet. Okay. And you could go there. It was a really top-notch buffet. It was kind of like anything you'd find in Las Vegas or whatever. Sure. And uh, they were building this tower, and and he didn't get, you know, one of the things he didn't get for whatever reason, he didn't get the aviation clearances. Okay. Because the tower was, like, right in the path of Akron-Canton Airport. (laughs) Right in the path of the landing strips. It was. And and so it was too tall, and then after it got to be so tall, yeah. then they found cracks in it, like like oh. there was cracks in the uh, you know in the foundation. So every time a plane flew over, it was pulling it slightly. Well, well no, it's just that the construction was faulty, and and it, you know there was cracks in the foundation. It would never support this rotating restaurant thing. <laughs> so he would have put it up there and that shit would have fallen and killed him yeah more or less so so then they had to they had to deconstruct a part of it oh my god you know they had to bring part of it down to 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 do to deal with the uh you know the flight paths and aviation and all that shit right and then as as you read uh it got bought out and you know it's like a cell phone tower now Right. Okay. And, it, and it's been there for decades. Yeah. No, I was unaware. Of yeah. It. If you take a ride over to State Street in Cuyahoga Falls, you'll you'll still see the tower. It's like a portion of the tower still standing okay. there. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I need to see that. Yeah. It's, but since I'm on quarantine. I won't see it anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to wait till you're out of quarantine. Yeah, could somebody put up a mobile tour? A video tour or something so I can see it, please. <laughs> so funny. I saw an article today in one of these magazines that said, here's 10 places that have a video tour that you can look at while you're stuck at home. <laughs> it's like some science museum or some shit. I'm like, are you shitting me? People are going to sit at home and watch a fucking tour of the science museum? Really? Who's going to do that? Uh, yep. All right. 
Let's see here if I got this story now. Uh, a a televangelist tele- mm-hmm. claims to cure the coronavirus through the television. All right. <laughs> as, as I'm sure you're aware mm-hmm. that uh, years ago, uh, you know, these televangelists, yeah. they had big followings, you know, whether it was Rex Humbard or, or uh, Ernest Angley or the the crystal cathedral out in california yeah the the, the bakers yeah uh tammy jim and tammy, jim and tammy baker yeah well, there's know. some big ones now too olstein joel olstein's a big one td jakes is a big one right there's some big ones now sure uh one prominent tele evangelist would like people to believe that the coronavirus can be cured through their tv set well, let's just turn it on. We have a mass broadcast across the country. Right. So long as those televisions are tuned into a show. Texas this based. Like again, doesn't it to you? Are you going to tell me we can't get every TV on the, in the world for one, for one hour to go to this guy's show. Yeah. Just cure the virus. What are we waiting on? Come on, president Trump. Yeah. Get this guy up front and center. Will you? Yeah, come on. He should have been at your press conference the other day. Should have. You shouldn't have had anything to do with Walmart and CVS. Should have just had this guy. <laughs> a Texas-based evangelical uh, preacher, Kenneth Copeland, mm-hmm. his right hand dripping with ointment. You sure it was ointment? I might have been just jack-off fluid. Who knows? Uh, altar boy jizz. Could have been. He urged believers to put their hands on their screens and be cured of the coronavirus for which (laughs) there is no known remedy. Wow. Video of the 83-year-old preacher's program was tweeted Thursday by the group Right Wing Watch. It showed him conducting the alleged healing ritual. Yeah. Why they say alleged? I'm sure it's real. Well, that's because you're a believer. I am. (laughs) i'm healed said copeland seeming to imply that he could absorb other people's illnesses through the television then himself be cured of the infections with the help of god right by his stripes i was healed by his stripes i am healed now he said i'm not the sick trying to get healed i'm the healed and the devil is trying to give me the flu or whatever else kind of thing he's trying to do right (laughs) <laughs> the preacher, who is also reportedly worth $760 million. Holy smokes. <laughs> He's almost a billionaire. <laughs> well, you know, dude, God God pays those that spread the word. Right. That's That just seems logical. Why, why wouldn't he be? He's spreading the word. Well, God condemns those who spread the virus. Yeah. He blesses those who spread the word. Exactly correct, sir. Yeah. yeah. He then cracked into the camera before cleaning his sticky hand with a towel handed to him by an assistant. (laughs) Entertainment site ET inside ranks Copeland as the nation's wealthiest televangelist. Wow. He's got more than Olstein. Apparently so. No shit. I thought Olstein was the man now. Uh, (laughs) his, His ministry makes him wealthier than his 10 richest competitors combined. No kidding. Wow. That list includes Bishop T.D. Jakes, Pat Robertson, Benny Hinn, Joel Osteen, and 
Serflow Dollar. All those guys combined have don't less, have as much less money, money than this guy does. Yeah. Wow. He must be spewing the truth. <laughs> He's been blessed. Yeah, I, Donald Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. President, please get this guy on TV immediately. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll watch. If he can cure it, I'll I'll turn it on. I'll turn it on in several TVs on my house. How about you? Absolutely. Would you put it on in several TVs? Sure, absolutely. In fact, I'll even put it on on my three or four computers on YouTube too. <laughs> that because I really want to make sure my house is cleansed of the virus. Right. Seems like a reasonable deal. All I got to do is watch this guy. Put your hand on the TV screen. He healed. Exactly. <laughs> More than 137 people, 37,000 people worldwide have tested positive for the coronavirus. Nearly 5,100 deaths worldwide have been caused by the infection, according to John Hopkins. Apparently, these guys did not have TNN. <laughs> they didn't have the the Christian or CNN or whatever it's called, the Christian Cable Network. Yeah. Well, let me remind everybody once again mm-hmm. that there are literally billions of people in the world. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, there have been 5,100 deaths. Yeah, out of 7 billion. Yeah. It's time to panic. Yeah. 5,100 deaths out of 7 billion people. It is time to panic. Yep. So you want to hear this guy spiel? Oh, my God, do I ever. Let's see if I got the audio here. All right. I need to hear this guy. Put your hand on that television set. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. He received your healing. Yes, now, say it, I take it. I take it. I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's, it's mine. mine. I thank you and praise you for it. Yes. Lord. And I forgive if I have aught against any. I forgive. And I praise you that I'm well and whole. I praise you that I'm well and whole. Yes. According to the word of God. According to the yes. word of God. I'm healed. Yes. And I Consider not my own body. Yes, consider yes. not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only that which God has promised. Only that what the Word has said. Only that what the Word And by His stripes I was healed. And by His stripes I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. That's right. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. Yeah. Uh, healed and well. Yes. Yes. In the sweet name, name of, Jesus. of Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a tiger. Amen. He's got stripes. Don't make fun, Neely. Or a zebra. Don't make fun. Goddess, zebra, or tiger? I am feeling the Lord in me after hearing that. Are you? I am healed before I even got the virus. <laughs> the devil's not going to give me the flu. That's what $760 million can buy you right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am healed just by hearing that. 
I am so happy right now. Everybody in the Classic Metal Show listenership does not have the coronavirus anymore. Right. You have healed us, Neely. Thank you. Now you can join the uh, Professional Wrestler Association and be a heel. That's right. I'd just like to say praise the Lord and praise to you, Neely, for sharing, for saving us. Saving, sharing the word. You you saved us. Yeah, I did. Don't be shy. You you saved us, Brother Neely. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The guy was funny, but the, the mumbling idiot under him was more funny. Yeah, the repeat. Yeah, the repeat, but he couldn't do it. He just kept saying, hallelujah. Yes. Yes, Lord. He's calling this fucking guy Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, he's pray- In the he's, name of Jesus. He's, yes. He's praying he's praying with him. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You saved me, Lord. <laughs> to rubes. And the worst part is you know goddamn well, somebody you know, their grandmother is throwing this guy a fucking Yeah. Piece of their welfare or welfare, their um, social, social security. security. Yeah, she just wrote out her whole check for the month. She's like, I'm gonna, I gotta protect myself from the virus. Right. I'm gonna send the seven hundred dollars that I get to Reverend whatever his name is here. Right. And I'm gonna put my hand on the TV. He's gonna protect me. I'm with you, Rev. I'm with you. Granny takes her walker up to the TV. Got one hand on the walker, the other on her television set. Yep. Bunch of sticky goo on her TV, just like he's got <laughs> on his fucking hands. Only hers is that fucking, that smelling salve that those old people have to keep their noses open. Yep. Just whatever that shit's called. What is that called? Vapo rub? Yeah, something like that. Ugh. Good Lord. Awful. <laughs> yep, there you are. Mm. All right, let's take a short break and come back and wrap up the show. All right, sounds good. Got a, something you'd like to hear? Um, how's about um, since we're since we're doing um, what flu and toxic shit and yeah. stuff? How about the toxic walls? The toxic walls. How about that? All right, we can do that. Alexo dust. Sure. A little bit of uh, Zetro. Yeah. Is that Zetro? Or is that before, uh, yeah, it was before him, right? I'm not sure if that's Bailoff or Zetro. I'm not that big I, of a fan I, to know. I, I think I, I think it's Bailoff. I'm not sure. Don't remember. Right. Walls. Singer. The singer is. Of course, it just tells me Exodus. From Fabulous Disaster. I'm pretty sure that that's the third one. That's the one after. That's after Bailoff. All right. That all right? Well, we'll play some toxic waltz. Right. Everybody, go collect themselves mm-hmm. now that you're all healed. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, I'm gonna go run or something now that I've got that newfound energy from being healed. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Exodus exclusively here on your classic metal show. This is Gary Hall from Exodus, and you're snapping bones with the classic metal show. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. 
and that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work.